And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting to Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, throughout the nine worlds, and beyond. The only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. You are tuned to the immortal sounds of... Radio Free Asgard. And hello everybody, welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 260. We're coming at you, as always, from beautiful Chicago, Illinois. My name is Tom Harris, and I'm your host. Welcome along to the show. And yeah, so here we are, and it's winter, and it's cold, and uh, it's 18 degrees today, which is the coldest day we've had in a while. We've actually kind of had a little bit of a warm spell of being in the in the upper 30s and low 40s uh, and so yeah i guess i guess we're about due for another little cold snap we've had a little bit of snow here in the last few days but it hasn't stuck so i think now it's actually just a little bit too cold to snow so either you know stay that way for a few days or what but anyway yeah so not a lot going on here as far as that goes once again this is a week where we're trying to record ahead we're trying to get back onto our week ahead schedule that we were on before the holidays and so this is the next step towards that so again i'm recording this pretty quickly after the last episode so i really don't have a lot to talk about here at the top of the show so uh, this week we are looking at uh, the Mighty Thor number 194, back to a regular size issue of Thor following the big double length thriller last time, which really could have been two issues of the book. Really, it could have been, but it wasn't. So anyway, and we are, of course, wrapping up this story arc and therefore uh, moving on after this episode, uh, moving on to something else. As you all know, I like to do a story arc and then move on to you know, something different from a different era or whatever. But it, it has been fun to uh, sit in this little section of the mighty Thor for a while and and we'll we'll get back sooner it's not going to be a year before we get back here this time because I'm, I'm actually going to be doing fewer different eras I think uh, as we go forward but anyway um so uh before we get started on our review you know as you know just just a little bit of fun I like to look at the uh, issues of other comics that came out during this month and you know i really haven't had any feedback on this but uh you know if you don't like it then say so if you did like it say so uh it's always fun to look at and see what else has been coming out on these uh, issues uh, i only count 10 different archie titles out this month um we do have the uh, thor annual thor annual number four that came out um and i, I think i mentioned that last time but is actually uh, all reprints, so we're not covering uh, that, as well as a reprint in this issue that we're not going to be covering because it is actually a, a re reprinting of the Tales of Asgard tale, The Golden Apples, which we've already covered. Uh, that was back in Journey into Mystery number 114. Um, covered dates, uh, December 1971. Not a lot that was particularly notable we have um, the Avengers versus the Mandroids in Avengers number 94. We have uh, Batman and the Flash teaming up in the Brave and the Bold with a backup with the Viking Prince. Captain America and the Falcon number 144 where we have um, 
the Falcon has a new costume. I believe that he got his new costume in the, the month before. And uh, this is the first time they split up after being a team. It seems like during this era, they were like splitting up every other issue because that was really where your main uh, conflict was in a lot of these issues. Conan the Barbarian, number 12, I believe this is wrapping up uh, Barry Windsor Smith on the book. I think at this point we had uh, Gil Kane taking over. I want to say that uh, Barry Windsor Smith is on here. Uh, for another issue, or maybe maybe uh, two issues, but it's getting to the end of his run on Conan the Barbarian. We have the Fantastic Four, number 117, which is um, the, the Fantastic Four having a rematch with a bad villain called Diablo. We got some freaky curbiness out this month here from DC, Forever People, number six, New Gods, number six, and Superman's Pell, Jimmy Olsen, and that would be um, issue number 144 of that series. Justice League of America, number 95. Uh, <laughs> it's a, um, it, the, the cover is, it looks like it's by Murphy Anderson. Shows uh, Batman, Superman, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Black Canary being hypnotized by somebody who I think was supposed to be Jimi Hendrix. Uh, so it's, uh, it's the, story called The Private War of Johnny Dune, and it's this uh, um, African-American guitarist, and he's a uh, Pied Piper of Hamlining them uh, somewhere. Um, I don't really want to know. Uh, Interesting-looking comic from Gold Key here. It's called Microbots. Microbots number one. And I would swear that some of these microbots, as you can see on the cover, eventually became Micronauts in the Micronauts toy collection. So I'm not really sure. I don't remember the series. I doubt it lasted very long. It, it doesn't look wonderful anyway. It really does look like these sort of uh, flipping robots that they had in the, uh, the original Micronauts toys. Now, I was not collecting Micronauts toys because you know, I was a little bit too old for those. Yeah, I would have been about the right age for Microbots if I'd ever seen anything like that. Marvel feature number one came out this month, with, which was the first appearance of a new team featuring Doctor Strange, the Hulk, and the Submariner, the team known as the Defenders. Monsters on the Prowl reprints uh, old uh, Marvel monster comic, The Return of Zemnu the Titan. Yeah, uh, this later uh, became a Hulk villain. Uh, we have... Um, Smokey Bear, number eight. Remember when Smokey Bear had his own comic? No, I really don't either. <laughs> we have, oh, the, the uh, trade paperback, Superman from the 30s to the 70s hardcover was released this month. And uh, I remember that very fondly as, as a kid. I, I, I used to go to the library and take that out and, and read and reread and, and all that. Um, in World's Finest, number 208, we have Superman teaming up with Dr. Fate. And, and it's one of these... Uh, classic Neil Adams covers here of uh, Superman hauling the Earth tied up in a giant harness. Uh, fairly notable issue here of Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Now, this is, of course, during the, the classic Green Lantern, Green Arrow series by uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. This was the first appearance of Jon Stewart uh, happened this month. And, of course, we have Young Love, number 90 from DC. Uh, what's interesting is that this is not credited. Uh, the, the artwork on the cover is not credited, but if that wasn't drawn by uh, Vince Coletta, I will eat my hat. Uh, it, it is 
so Coletta that it's not even funny how Coletta it is. <laughs> anyway, so that's just kind of a brief overview of what came out in December of 1971. So let's go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You behold in breathless wonder the God of thunder, mighty Thor. Indeed, in this week we are looking at the mighty Thor number 194. As he said, the cover date is December of 1971. Cover price. 20 cents. The price has gone up, folks. Cover art is by, according to Mike's Amazing World, it's John Buscema, uh, inked by Frank Giacoya. I'll be damned if that's not Sal. It is, it, it, it is Sal Buscema. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna, so I'm going to just say, the cover art is by Sal Buscema and Frank Giacoya. Shows Loki holding on to Sif's wrist, and you can see the, the Odin ring very prominently displayed. Looks like they're planning on getting married here. Um, Loki has some new red trim on his uh, on his uh, kingly outfit to, to show, I guess, that he's getting married or something. Um, and we see Thor busting down the door, and there are various you know goblins and trolls trying to stop him. And and well, it looks like Conan the Barbarian on far right, and he's he's busting down. And he says, "Loki, I say thee nay. Thou shalt ne'er wed the fair Sif." Though the legions of Asgard be hurled against me, all knew this fatal fury. Loki triumphant. Uh, so we open up to the splash page where we have the credits. Jerry Conway was the writer. John and Sal Buscema are the artists. Stan Lee was the editor. And Artie Simek was the letterer. Splash page shows Thor being grabbed by the giants. We saw that at the end of last issue. Get a little bit of recap. Loki hath the Odin ring. All Asgard doth truly tremble, for with said ring Loki be supreme. Even now the land's last true defender struggles with the fading power, power quickly draining, for Thor is bereft of his mystic hammer, and in less than sixty seconds the Thunder God must become mortal once more. And so, as you recall, Loki had had magicked away Thor's hammer, and that becomes important in another couple of pages. So, brother, thou wouldst rebel? What use words are of now, as you strain against the grip of yon storm giant? Lord Loki, this cannot be. Only thy hand may stop it, and thou must. Nay, on this day Thor dies, says giant. Aye, the son of Odin is but a gnat, an insect to be crushed. Thy words touch my heart, fair Sif. Let us away, the sight be not for tender eyes. My lord, I beg of thee, have done. Calm thyself, my lady, thy words come to naught. Thor must die, as thou thyself this day will be my bride. And we shift back to Thor, and the giants are getting ready to smash him pretty good. And he's thinking to himself, already I do feel the change approaching. A fire wells within me, and doth set to burst. No! And he shouts now. And there's a giant sound effect, Zack. And the giant drops Don Blake uh, down, down to the floor. And I noticed that uh, the hammer has suddenly reappeared conveniently right at the feet of the giant. <laughs> so I guess Loki didn't really magic it away after all, or else they were just being very silly and uh, have, you know, 
have just brought it there just because they have to in order for the story to continue. It's happened. I'm Don Blake again, says Don Blake. The shock, the power must have startled the giant, forcing him to release me. But I haven't time for thought. And for a lame doctor, he runs uh, pretty damn fast to where the hammer is laying on the ground. The nut has become more of a nut. Tis a mortal. I've got to reach the Uru hammer or be killed, says Blake. I can practically feel their breath. Got to make a leap. Got to. And he does a leap through the air, grabs a hammer. He says, did it. Odin, father, don't let your mystery fail me now. Energy, pure energy surging through me from my hands. Everything whirls. My mind doth scream. Once more in truth, I be Thor. And that, that all takes place over you know three panels, basically. And there are none who may best me. None, ere so long as my hand doth hold the hammer Mjolnir. Now with that hammer the thunder god doth strike, and he doth strike well, and he doth strike true. And he takes his hammer and he slams it down on the giant's foot, uh, one of the giants, and, and shreds his shoes. Uh, well, I guess he's just wearing this kind of weird socks anyway, but it, it destroys the uh, the cloth or whatever the, the giant is wearing. Uh, the giant is going, Ark! Thor goes, yours is a mighty bellow, tall one. A bellow of foul air. Methinks tis time to clear that air, and clear it shall be at once. And he takes the hammer and he chunks it at the, the giant, hits him on the face, and carries the giant out the door of the castle, apparently. Now ye shall all know why this hammer be mine, and mine alone. I, Thor, be the son of Odin, yet something more doth Thor also be. Thor be god of thunder, master of all the world's winds. And he's whipping his hammer around, is doing the Ajax White tornado thing, and he, he summons up a sort of cyclone, hurricane sort of thing. Uh, it's a tornado, really. And it, it picks up all the giants, and it throws them off uh, the uh, island of Asgard, uh, away from Asgard. But uh, just taking out those three giants doesn't really help because there's a, a veritable army of goblins and trolls and things climbing up the stairs into the room where they are. And Thor's faced with this large group of, um, of monsters approaching. Cousins, behold the pampered son of royalty, says one of the trolls. He stands so proud. A notch will take him down, eh, cousins? So you'll try, says Thor. For though I do grow weary, still I fight. For Odin! For Asgard! And the, the trolls are like, It's a madman! Ayes! And he's hitting him with the hammer. Uh, we see soldiers, guards, whatever. They're just kind of watching, and, and they're making excuses for not fighting. Thor fights well and bravely, yet is not his fight in vain? Well, might we wish to smite at his side, but we cannot. None may defend Thor. He must ever stand alone. Yea, for all of Asgard be bound by law, the law of Loki's stolen Odin ring. And we then shift scenes to Odin's throne room, where Loki's sitting on thrones, big old fire behind him. Uh, there's a bunch of troll guards kind of in front of his throne so that, uh, I guess, you know, nobody can attack him. And Loki's not feeling well, and he's thinking to himself, my strength ebbs. My thoughts grow ever more confused. What manner of madness be this? What meaneth this agony? My lord, Loki, look to the doors. They part. Look, 
a golden light, tis she, tis thy bride, the Lady Sif arrives. And it is the Lady Sif, and she's surrounded by the women that were with her last time. One of the uh, women is carrying a tray. I don't know what's on it, but it it looks like a Happy Meal sitting on a hot plate (laughs) or something like that. Like one of those... um, one of those uh, McDonald's uh, styrofoam things sitting on a hot plate is what it looks like. Um, there's a woman who she's got a, a tray of, of roses, not rose petals, but the whole rose. Uh, and, and she's throwing the roses down on the ground in front of Sif, which means that, that she's going to be stepping on some thorns from the, from the looks of it. There's uh, guards on either side, these troll beings. Sif is thinking to herself, for the likes of these, I must present the coldest front. I'll not be seen degraded. I must withstand for my true love, Thor. Look at her. Have you ever seen such a beauty? Mind ye tongue, mindless one. She be Loki's woman now. Mind, lest he hear, and your life be forfeit. And these are the, the trolls talking. But Loki hears not, says the captions, his senses that are most acutely tuned to the vision that slowly doth approach him. Aye, acutely tuned... Until suddenly, a blinding pang thrusts straight through his hate-blackened soul. And he's got a, a whopper of a headache here, and he's, he's thinking to himself, Again the pain strikes. It becomes worse each time. What doth it mean? What doth it mean? And we shift scenes to outside of the throne room where we have the Warriors Three. And the Warriors Three are trying to, to uh, get up their courage to, to break into the throne room. And Hogan says, No more. My stomach turns with the thought of that black wedding. Yea, friend Hogan, methinks we've seen enough. Tis time we parted and found our way to Odin's side. Think again, dashing Fandro. We've orders about you three. You'll not step a pace into this hall and live. And that's the, the troll guards, and it looks like there's four of them. Fandro's like, Trolls, thou goest too far. Fandro moves where Fandro will, and none may say him nay. You speak for Hogan too, my friend. What the blackguards taste my mace. And they go charging off, and Volstagg too, and he's just he's slamming into him with his belly, and you know, Fandral's whacking with the sword, Hogan's whacking with his mace. As for Volstagg, he will bravely guard the rear. And he's, <laughs> he's slamming down the uh, trolls and sitting on him. Work well done, fat one. Now see if thou may lead us from this hall. While this billowing curtain attends to our eager attackers, and Vandral grabs a big red curtain off the wall, throws it over all the trolls, and comes kind of rolling them up. Have done with thy sport, Vandral. Our place be with Odin. Come. And we shift back to the marriage scene going on, and and Loki is standing up now, and and Sif is, is arrived at, at the base of his throne. My lord, may I not plead with you for Thor's life? What use, woman, even as we speak, the god of thunder must now lie dead? Come, your place is at my side. And a big noise comes from behind, and a voice saying, I say thee nay, not while I live, not while my hand this hammer holds. Thou, thou hast survived, I know not how, yet thou wilt not much longer. And of course it's Thor, and this is actually the scene that we see on the cover, of Thor bursting in, trolls trying to stop him, Loki going eh, uh, Sif going eh. Words, vile one, meaningless words thrown against me. 
Come down from thy throne, brother. Come down and battle Thor. And one of the trolls is like, You hear? He dares challenge Loki. Yea, tis a challenge accepted. Prepare thyself, brother, for thy most timely end. And um, we cut to a balcony uh, overlooking all this, and Baldur's there, and Carnella. Would that I could but go to him, says Baldur, but I cannot. I am sworn against him. Nay, fair Baldur, not against Thor. Thou art but sworn to me. Tis not your doing that I be Odin's fated enemy. Not your doing that I find you one to love. Yea, but is my pledge, my lady, my everlasting sin. A sin? Tell me, this be a sin, my love. Search your heart and tell me truly. Odin, save me. I cannot, says Baldur, and the two of them smooch. Thy lips are sweet, my queen, yet still my soul is heavy, for this Baldur knows. He be traitor forevermore. Then Baldur be a fool, and doth deserve his loveless agony. And for some reason, the, the caption indicates the Carnilla is spurned. I don't see that, I'll be honest with you. Uh, anyway, it says, a woman seemingly spurned is a woman fiercely bitter. But such things no longer need concern us, as we turn our moving eye elsewhere to a certain dim corridor, and he got some guards, and they're wearing dark circle uniforms from the Legion of Superheroes, and uh, <laughs> that's what they look like. And Fandral and Hogan are there in the foreground. Says, guards, canst thou handle them? Need ask. Um, and they take out the guards, and uh, so the warriors three, including Volstagg, uh, they go breaking into Odin's bedchamber. Here is the chamber for which we search. Within the Allfather doth sleep, a sleep none hath ever dared disturb. Till now, my friend, art thou not afraid of Odin's wrath? And Hogan is going to wake up uh, Odin, and he says, Though the wrath be legend, Hogan the Grim hath ne'er been one to favor tales. He must be awakened, and Hogan's hand will do it. And he reaches for Odin, but there's a giant uh, arg, big explosion, and this uh, some kind of boiling, fiery air, and everyone is thrown back. Uh, Volstagg has turned around and, and showed his ass to, to all of them, and he says, Zones! Even mighty Volstagg must needs turn his head from such a sound! Such a sound! And we have voice... Who dares? Never did I dream. Friends, what have we unleashed? Dare ask. Thou wouldst cast new blasphemies. Pray that thy purpose is grave, foolish ones. Most grave that thou hast awoken me to hear it. Art deaf? Speak! And, of course, it's Odin. Oh, father, we but seek thine aid, says Fandral. Thor fights a failing battle, and Loki doth claim the Lady Sif. We beg thine intercession. So, thou dost beg in vain, Fandral. Nothing will Odin do. Nothing. Thou hast disturbed the Odin's sleep for naught. For though Thor may fall, my hands be tied. And the warriors three are aghast by this, and Fandral's like, What? Lord Odin, thou cannot mean what thou dost say. Perhaps our ears be yet stunned, even noble Volstags? Nay. "'Tis ghastly true,' says Hogan. "'Odin be helpless, and we all stand doomed.' 
And we shift scenes back to the fight scene of Loki versus Thor. And all the guards lying on the ground. And Thor says, Thy guards be dead, Loki. If thou hast honor, face me. Fight me. And Loki lifts up his hand. And he looks like he's going to cast some kind of a spell with a ring. And he says, Honor, Loki did create the term. My hand holds the Odin ring, Thunder God. And by my will, I'll show the honor now. And then he doubles over in pain. And he's like, the ring. Red agony fills my hand. What madness. More tricks, brother, says Thor. Loki needs no tricks. He needs no ring. With the strength of a hundred gods, Loki can kill. And he picks up a, a double-bladed axe, which is just kind of laying around. And he tries to hit Thor with it. Thor blocks it with his hammer with a clang. And Thor says, Mere talk, Loki. Thou art no warrior. Nay, block me all thou wilt. The power I draw from the ring will yet break thee. For if I cannot end thee myself, I'll send a messenger for me. And he takes the axe and he was wooming. Uh, he knocks it against a pillar with a honk. It throws like big big chunks of rock at Thor. One of them hits him with a thoom, knocks him down. Now, brother, now it comes. Tis the end of our centuries-long battle. The Odin ring doth sustain me, even as your battle weariness doth make thee fall. Now, the stroke. And Loki has the axe over his head and is getting ready to strike. And a scream comes out. Loki, no, I'll be thy bride. I'll do what thou will, but harm him not. Spare him, Loki, please. That voice, its sudden ringing doth shatter my concentration. What means this? Mine eyes suddenly cannot see. The ring, the ring. And he drops the axe on the ground, and we see Loki's face, and Loki's all shriveling up. He's looking old and... Yeah, old and weak, and yeah, it doesn't look like he's, he's doing too well here. But hold, mine eyes see, and see too clearly. My body hath grown withered, and the pain doth increase. Aye, now do I see, tis all in the ring. Cursed jewel, thou art killing me. No! Away, get thee hence. And he rips the ring off his finger, and he throws it, and we see it landing on the, the floor... A different part of the room. My soul, my soul burns. All doth end. Get it away. And uh, we see the ring glowing in the middle of the floor. And a uh, big hand with a uh, fur-lined sleeve reaches down to grab the ring. Looks like looks like Odin. That for which I have waited hath come to pass. Once more, the ring is Odin's ring. The hand is Odin's hand. And the power and the glory be Odin's alone. All as I expected. And in this panel, and I think really kind of in this panel alone, he looks a lot like Santa Claus. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, if, if his tunic were red instead of blue, he would be Santa Claus. Anyway. So anyway, Odin has the ring back and he's like, Rise, my son, and never let thy knee bend again to brother or peer. Thy fight was a hopeless one. It was a fight thou didst need to learn truest humility and indeed true understanding. Father, I understand not, says Thor, 
All I know is that I have failed. Nay, Odin shall be victory's judge. Yet now be not the time for laurels, but for punishment most swift. Be thee gone, Loki, and be thee seen in this house nevermore. My lord Odin, let me speak. I'll not hear thy words of foulest treachery. Leave me. No! And there's a big yellow explosion. They got a ray shooting out of the Odin ring. And it looks like Loki and his remaining trolls are teleported away. So they're gone. And Odin sits down on his throne and looks out on everybody. And we get a little touching scene here from uh, Sif and uh, Thor. My lord, I did truly fear thy death. Were thou not afraid? Doth even a god walk without fear? Yea, I felt that pain, and another pain, my lady. Speak not, I know that pain only too well. To me, my love, and to me, and never leave my arms. And the two of them smooch. And Odin can't resist chiming in at this point. I see the wonder in thine eyes. I see the questions ye all do yearn to ask. Now there shalt be an answer. Three came to me, for aid I deigned not give. Yet thou didst not know, traitorous Loki was already doomed. Nay, sire, of the others t'was true, but not of the noble Volstagg. Verily I... Verily shall thou be quiet, vast one, says Fendril. Yea, doomed, for only one hath the strength to bear the Odin ring, and Odin be that one. The ring doth take power, not give. In the manner of all duties, it is but the tool. The glory must come from within. Glory fierce Loki could never have, says Sif. So it was, fair Sif. His greed did but weaken him. His dreams did destroy him, for he never understood. One must be a man before a king. And the uh, vizier comes running into the room, as much as this feeble old man can, can run. Lord Odin. What now, old one? Tis not a public matter, my lord. I beg you, come with me to the cosmic well. Off your knees, vizier. I'll attend thee. But it must be quick. This day we feast. And uh, the, the two of them go wandering off down the hall, and the, the vizier is kind of rushing him down to the hall to uh, the big well, big scrying pool kind of thing. Thou wilt have little stomach for feast, my lord. Please wait, please see. Why dost thou take me here, and why not speak before? Lord, perhaps the youths should not know, should not see what I have seen in yonder dark pool. Speak clearly, vizier. Thou dost give me only riddles. Look, my lord, the face of Loki, a face broken with mirth. Dost thou see why he laughs? Sons, what have I done? And we see Loki is standing on this really desolate sort of planetoid-looking thing. And he's wearing his old costume with the big horns on it now. So when, when Odin teleported him away, he gave him a, a clothing change as well. Now do I understand. In my haste to be rid of evil Loki, I did send him to that most feared world. And he knows. He knows who be entombed beneath that nightmare surface. Yea, Loki laughs with good reason. "'Tis but a matter of time before he finds him, "'and when Loki wakes that buried foe, "'the foundations of a universe will crumble. "'Yea, tell not the young ones. "'Soon enough they will learn. 
Odin hath damned Asgard, hath damned us all. Next, the well at world's end. Though it's going to be a while before we read that one. And that is Thor number 194. We're going to be talking about it as we always do, right after this message. So which is the hottest Marvel character? Iron Man. Ant-Man. I can't decide between Professor X and Magneto, so both. Loki. Is Wolverine Marvel? What about uh, White Tiger? What about uh, White Tiger? Uh, <laughs> Doc Samson. Who is he? Star Fox. That's a video game. The girls go on a journey to determine every Marvel character's hotness in Ohatmu or Not, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe podcast you didn't know you wanted. Available on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we're back, and of course we have a few things to say about the issue, as we always do. Now the one thing I will say about this issue is that it's better than the last issue. Last issue was overly long, overly stupid, overly complicated. This is wrapping up, truly wrapping up all of the loose ends on this on the story. They don't really explain everything properly, but it's okay. You know, they have a plausible explanation for, for why Loki... You know, it has to give up the ring. Now, I really wish that they'd started that that weakening thing last issue because that would have given them a stronger ending. That would have been a little bit more foreshadowing and that would have been a, a much better solution ultimately to the story. But they did wrap it up. They did have a plausible explanation, though it was kind of, of clumsily done. I will say that it's very convenient you know that uh oh yeah by the way the the ring drains your your power rather than gives it to you i i have to say the the artwork in this issue is not all that exciting there's a lot of the issue that there are no backgrounds whatsoever looks to me like a lot more of of sal in this issue than of the last issue and much less of john you can certainly still see john uh, especially in some of the layouts. Some of the close-up scenes, like the kissing scenes, are, are, are more indicative of, of, uh, of John Buscema's style than of Sal. But Sal is, is really evident throughout, particularly among the trolls. Um, it looks like Sal drew all of the trolls, all of the, uh, the Loki stuff, and all of the Sif stuff. And I think John was mainly doing layouts and... and he, you can definitely see that, that John was doing uh, the Warriors 3 and Odin and Thor. So I think kind of everybody else here was Sal. It's, it's abundantly clear from the way you know, the characters look. I, I think that there could be no more, really, two different styles than John Buscema and Sal Buscema. So I mean, that, that's why I say I'm sure that Sal Buscema did the covers because it's so typical of Sal and not so typical of John. So anyway, so artwork, like I said, yeah, it's, it's a bit basic. It's, it looks a bit rushed again. Again, it's a shorter story. I would say it's as good as last issue, but there's certainly some problems with it overall. Um, and it could be worse, I suppose. I mean, it, didn't, it wasn't so bad as to pull me out of the story. But it, again, it's not my favorite. All right, and with that, it's time to wrap up the show. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And of course, 
If you want to email the show, you can do so. Just me, email us at RadioFreeAsgard at gmail.com. Or you can join our Facebook group. Talk to us there. Just look for Radio Free Asgard on Facebook, and you will find us. And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard, and we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the invincible sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.